Pure Wow presents Stream On, your weekly download of TV and streaming news and reviews. And now, your hosts, Phil Mutz, Pure Wow's VP of News and Entertainment, and Rachel Golmi, Pure Wow's Managing Editor of Branded Content. Hello, Phil. <laughs> Happy almost. Almost 4th of July. We got oh a little, little bit to get through, but uh, we're almost there. I can't even believe it. Speaking of dates, I'm assuming you celebrated Meryl Streep's birthday this week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, she turned she turned 73. So, like, obviously, it's the big 7-3, you know. <laughs> I actually was shocked. I was shocked to see that she turned 73, mostly because she's kind of ageless to me. I don't know. Yeah, like, I totally. at all times just assume she's no age and like, she's like young and old. She's all ages and no age. I don't know. <laughs> no, I get that. <laughs> I get that. But I feel like I, she will always be devil wears Prada Meryl to me. That's your Meryl. I think so. Last I week we like, did what's your Reese. This is what's yeah, your Meryl. Yeah. I feel like she's the version of like Reese's legally blonde, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is hard to like when you try to think of the most iconic role for Meryl, that is the first one I think of, even though that's clearly not her best role. Yeah. It is like or, or the most iconic. I mean, like the hair, just so different. And she was just so good and so fun in it. Yeah. Yes. I need to watch Devil Was Proud again. I love that movie. It's so good. I also, speaking of movies, I know this isn't streaming yet, but I did go see, uh, I saw the new Elvis movie. Yeah. This week. Did you? It stars Tom Hanks and Austin Butler. Yeah. They're both so good in it. And uh there was there was so much about Elvis that I just didn't know about, which was interesting. I, I know absolutely nothing about Elvis except well, that he go like see this movie, bacon and peanut butter or something, right? <laughs> which I don't know. That didn't even come up. I, I oh, okay. is, is that, like I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe I made that up. <laughs> no, that my, that sounds right. Uh, but there was a, a lot. I was like, wait, this happened to Elvis. This is crazy. Um, it's a very it's very manic. Like it's Baz Luhrmann, so it's like a very yes. like manic uh, you know movie. But that aside, the performances are really good. But uh, I know we were chatting the other day about this because uh, Austin Butler, who plays Elvis, is has like been viral recently because of his voice. Yeah, which, it's the craziest thing, right? Like, so for those of you who don't know, he now in interviews sounds different than he used to sound before he played Elvis. So like there are these videos now on YouTube, like a lot of them, where they like it's like before Elvis, after Elvis, and they're just like interviews where they play his voice, and he's got a different voice. But it's so strange. It is strange, but at the same time, because I did kind of did like a little deep dive on it. And like, I I do get it. Like, I understand why his voice is different. I mean, he was said that he was in this ca- Elvis character for two plus years. And like, you know, when you're probably speaking like that, it's like a muscle that you, you know what I mean? Like that you yeah. have to, and I, I'm sure it's hard to drop. But then he was also saying that all the videos that people were pulling from the before time was when he was like 17 and he's like 30 now. So <laughs> that's he was like, fair. Ob- obviously my voice has changed. Obviously I talk differently. I like to think that Meryl also has the same problem where like after Devil Wears Prada, she was just walking around with her family being like, that's all, you know, <laughs> just you're, you're stuck with it to the next character. <laughs> with uh, her well, lips. <laughs> either way, Austin Butler was great in it. So, uh, definitely check it out. Um, we got so much to get to today. We have Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. What could go wrong? One of my favorite cooking shows is back. Maya Rudolph as an out-of-touch billionaire. And forget selling Sunset. I'm all about tiny houses. I'm excited for all of this, and let's get into the news. This just in. This week's streaming news. Julie Andrews, a.k.a. Lady Whistledown, says she won't do a Princess Diaries 3. When pressed about the sequel rumors by The Hollywood Reporter, she said, It's a lovely thought, but I don't think it would probably be possible. Hmm, womp womp. Sorry. 
I actually don't even think I saw the second one, so. So don't complain about the third one yet. All right. <laughs> Leave Julie alone. <laughs> Netflix dropped the first trailer for Stranger Things 4 Volume 2, and as someone who has only watched a single episode, I naturally have no idea what's going on. But apparently, it's a doozy, and fans are freaking out about its premiere on July 1st, which will set up for the show's fifth and final season. Reggae John Page is rumored to be in talks to return to Bridgerton as the Duke of Hastings for Season 3 according to a report from The Sun, otherwise known as Britain's version of the National Enquirer. RJP, who sat out season two, has yet to comment on the matter. I hope that one is true. I hope it's true, too. Also, RJP, RJP is like SJP. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Well, <laughs> oh, look, you know how I feel about Bridgerton, but so, so much male butt. Like, bring back RJP. He was only going to go by that now. <laughs> <laughs> he can have that. That's for me. Break out your bunt cakes. My big fat Greek wedding is back for its third installment. Actress, writer, and director Nia Vardalos announced they've already started filming in Greece. And don't worry, Joey Fatone has already confirmed he will be returning as Angelo. There's no release date as of yet, but my early 2000s self is so excited. Are you so excited? Uh, I just yeah. want to say, do we really need another big fat Greek well, wedding? But it's fine. It's fine. I like at this point, it should be a big fat Greek funeral, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, oh what? God. Too soon? I don't know. <laughs> Look, well, I mean, I just, they're so cute. I yeah. mean, admittedly, I didn't see the second one, but I do love the first one. So well, we're just going to go on that. One. You're going to see the second one and be like, no more. Please don't give us more. Um, okay. So fair. Okay. So before we get into our hits and misses of the week, I really want to talk about a new show that's coming out and uh, it sounds wild. It's a new home renovation show coming to Netflix <laughs> and it's called How to Build a Sex Room. And this is like a real show. Like, like, is it cake? Uh, how to build a sex room. You always uh, go back to is it cake. Uh, screw <laughs> is it cake. This one actually sounds good. Uh, <laughs> so the description from Netflix says, from a secret rock and roll dungeon to a next level spa, designer Melanie Rose dreams up exotic renovations for couples in this spicy reality series. I don't know. I feel like this is going to be a big hit. No? Yeah. I, th I think I could go either way. And I'm also, I'm just looking now because it's, <laughs> I was laughing. I saw it under genres, it's home and garden, reality TV, lifestyle, makeover, reality TV and reality TV, which I just love that it fell into home and garden. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I guess it, but that's what it is. I guess, I guess yeah. this is for people who love home renovations and we've really run out of things to renovate. So why not build a sex room? I love this. Yeah. It comes out July 8th. So not too long till we, have to, we get to watch it. I always wonder about these show, these types of shows, um, like like the Goop one from Gwyneth Paltrow, and there's one called I think Pleasure on Netflix. And I, I always think about the people who are on these shows, which like to each their own, obviously. But like, do you think they get embarrassed that I don't know, like their coworkers and their fan, mm. like literally everyone is going to see this and know that is their an interesting point, right? Stuff. Like you, you are like on just being like, hey, would you help me design my secret rock and roll dungeon? Uh, and you're like. Oh yeah, anybody's everybody's gonna watch this. Yeah, I that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Uh, well, we'll have to watch and find out. Uh, I mean, obviously they don't care if they're getting a sex watch. room, but I'm also like, I I mean, it, it's probably not always couples. You know what I mean? Although it yeah. does say in the description for couples. Uh, well, so maybe it is. Um, well, we're about to find out, and maybe we meet their families too. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Oh my it's a family show. It's very wholesome. Uh, can't wait to see. Maybe now we'll both get sex rooms. Uh, it'll inspire us. So let's get into our hits of the week. The hits of the week. All right, you want to kick things off, Rachel? What did you like? 
I liked mine is kind of like a TBT, but a newer version. So I love it. it. I know, and it's so random, but it's Iron Chef Quest for an Iron Legend on Netflix. And it is kind of like a reboot, but different version of the original from the American version, Iron Chef America on the Food Network. And it was one of my favorite shows. It was on in the early 2000s, and it went until like 2018. I think there was 13 seasons total. And it's just such a, like, it's a really good cooking competition show if no one has ever seen it. Alton Brown is the host. He's from Good Eats and Cutthroat Kitchen, and he's all over Food Network. And this one has Kristen Kish, and she's from Top Chef. She won that season. And then it has the same chairman who is in um, the Iron Chef America. So in this one, it's really good because they have, there's all competitors are going against each Iron Chef. There's five of them. But the thing that's different in this season is that whoever has the most points at the end of each, like, battle, I guess, they go against all five Iron Chefs, which I think is kind of crazy because obviously these, you know, these are like some of the best chefs in the world. Um, And then if they do win, then they become the Iron Legend. And I just love this show so much. Yeah, I agree with you. I I watched them and I really like it. The first episode is really great. And it's, I mean, it's one of the top 10 shows on Netflix this week. Yeah, which I was actually really surprised about, though. I think cooking shows are like, cooking competition shows are are very popular. And they're also my jam. I was a huge Top Chef fan for years. So obviously when I like turned on this episode and Kristen Kish, like you said, came out as the host, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember you. You won season 10 of Top Chef. So good. Uh, It's a really fun show. I I like that it's got like a sense of humor, too. Mm -hmm. Where they're trying to win like the golden knife. Yeah, it's you know, so it's stupid. everything is very over the top and it's really fun. Yeah. But I and it's just every single time I watch shows like this, I'm always like, why can't I cook like this? It's just they oh. they do it like with their it's just crazy. In my second life, I wish I was a chef or a pastry chef to be specific. I like that. But yeah. It's not too late. I, but you you can't compare yourself. You can you can be all of those things and not have to be an you know, iron chef level. <laughs> to a Michelin star. It is chef. such a funny thing, like shows like these where, you know, I, even watching this, you you you're really taking the word, you know, the food looks delicious to me, but you're taking their word for it that the judges are like, ah, oh, yes, this right? needs more heat or this needs yeah. more whatever. And you're like, I mean, I used to just listen to, you know, Padma and she'd be like, um, well, you know, in her very soothing voice, she's like, well, this was a real miss for me. And, you know, yeah. and I like loved her on top, you know, but you're really trusting these chefs, like other than appearance, I have no idea, you know, right. is, if it's <laughs> any good. Like, is it supposed to taste like that? I don't know. So, <laughs> but, but that doesn't really bother me. I really it, like it, it kind of is, whereas like on Project Runway, you could look at the clothes and you yeah. could be like, that's good. That's not good. Even though I often disagreed with the judges. This one, I don't really mind that I have to take their word for it because it is just so fun to watch them make it is. this food. And it just makes me so hungry, which is probably a downside. <laughs> but... <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah. Just don't, do not binge on an empty stomach. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Good choice. Good choice. So this week I watched Loot on Apple TV Plus, which just came out. The first three episodes were just released um, and the remaining episodes are coming out weekly. And it's Maya Rudolph's new show. Mm. Uh, Maya Rudolph, obviously from SNL and Bridesmaids. Uh, It stars MJ Rodriguez from Pose, Joel Kim Booster, who we talked about from Fire Island, the lead of the Fire Island movie. And the first episode features Adam Scott from Severance, who plays Maya Rudolph's husband. So the basic gist is Maya Rudolph is married to this mega billionaire, Adam Scott. He cheats on her, so she leaves him. And so she's now this mega rich, you know, lady um, because they didn't have a prenup. So she gets like all this money. So she tries to figure out what to do with her life. And she decides to work at her charity, which she didn't even know she had. And the charity happens to be run by MJ Rodriguez. Um, It's 
essentially a workplace comedy for a mm. lot of it. Uh, it does a lot of setup to get to that, but like I, you know, the core of the show is like kind of her, this like bougie, out of touch billionaire trying to work with like regular people in an office. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like the setup uh, that is the most gratifying uh, from the show. But it's really funny. The cast is so good, and it's really nice to have Maya Rudolph running the show. <laughs> she has some really great moments in the in the in the initial episodes. Uh, there's this one moment where she's in the middle of her, she's so rich. She has a candy room. They're, like, Ugh. it's like she's in a Dylan's candy. That's the and she dream. Just, I know. I mean, talk about food. And she's just sitting <laughs> in the middle of this room, you know, crying and eating candy. And I'm just like, this, this is the life I want. Not the crying <laughs> part, but I want a candy room. I want to be so rich that like, that when I'm having a bad day, I can just go to my candy room. It's oh really, it, it's really fun. Um, she gives a speech at one point at a women's shelter um, because it's part of the charity that they're, you know, building a women's shelter. And she's so out of touch. She gives out like high end gift bags to all the women. And it's like, <laughs> like a waffle iron and like, they don't have homes. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. it's a really funny, uh, it's just a really funny setup and a really funny character for her, uh, to play somebody so, so out of touch. She plays so many different types of roles, which I think Absolutely. is so, she's, you know, she's the, one of the voices on, um, human resources and big mouth. And I mean, coming from that show, those shows to something like this, to SNL, to bridesmaids, it's kind of crazy that she like bops around so much, but I mean, she's Absolutely. great at it. And what she, and I, I agree with you. And I think like what is so lovely about this is it feels very different than like, like yeah. bridesmaids to me, seems like like I was like, oh, Maya Rudolph is great at just playing like the nice and very funny, but like the nice, like sincere friend, the like the one like she's not going to be the Melissa McCarthy who's like off the walls. Right. You know what I mean? She's yeah. going to be she's not going to be the Kristen Wiig who's off the walls, even though she can do it. We've seen her do it on yeah. SNL. She's like but the level headed. Like, but like she's really good at that. But like now to see her get to like flex her SNL muscles a little bit yeah. and like really play this uh, out there character it's really fun. Whereas the other characters get to be a lot more grounded. MJ Rodriguez is really like the more grounded of the characters, uh, whereas she gets to be like this bougie, rich, amazing woman. I love it. Yeah. It's really fun. I highly it's recommend. It's probably so fun to play too. Oh, yeah. Um, I want a candy room. I want a candy room. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it all circles back to the candy. <laughs> if I were going to be playing a role, I would want to be playing a very rich role. That would be, it would be fun. Like, I would want to be on like succession where like just every day on set is like, cool. And then you take the helicopter here and then you get in the SUV there and, you know, <laughs> go to contrast, you know, and... like Schitt's Creek looked fun, but like every day they were in a motel set, you know, so not true. quite, as, you no, know, no, like, I get it. That's very true. different. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, did you have any other hits to talk about? So it just dropped. It dropped this week, um, but I haven't watched it yet, and I'm very excited to watch it. It's on theme with my cooking, but it's called The Bear, on, and it's on Hulu and FX, and it has Jeremy Allen White, who played Lip in Shameless, and I'm so excited to see him in something different because I feel like that's kind of like always what he's been in. I don't, I'm not super familiar with him in anything else. Um, and it has Eben Moss Bacharach from Girls and The Dropout most recently. Um, it is So about, you're putting it in the, you're putting in a hits column before yeah, you've seen it. Well, I, yeah, I am because it got really good reviews. Okay, great. <laughs> so no, that's awesome. I guess we'll circle back next week. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's, I like that you're optimistic. You're like, yes. you know what? I think this is going to be a hit. I like that. Yeah. So he, so, Jeremy Allen White plays a chef who is in a very like fine dining restaurant in New York. And then he's kind of called back home, um, to take over his brother's like Chicago Italian sandwich shop kind of thing. And it's just him picking up the pieces and, you know, he's coming from 
New York fine dining to this little sandwich shop. And it's kind of just all about that. But apparently he did like a lot of research for this role, which I love when actors obviously they put in research, but I love when they do like, they really kind of like get down and dirty. Like he, he did work on the line in a kitchen, which I think is so cool that he, you know, like actually worked in a kitchen and like learned the ins and outs of it. Um, but yeah, it's very Merrill of him. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I hope it doesn't go on to my miss. <laughs> well, no, week, I, I think, I, I think you, you based on your love of food TV, I think yeah. you're probably going to enjoy the show and it sounds really great. Yeah. I have to check it, it out does. too. Yeah. Uh, I did have one other hit that I did see. Uh, and it <laughs> Don't does. Don't call me out. No. no. Oh, come on. It's fine. There's no rules here. I think we should be able to talk about anything. Uh, yeah. Um, so it does tie back to what I was just talking about, which was Bridesmaids and Loot. It's the new Melissa McCarthy show called God's Favorite Idiot, okay. which the whole season is now on Netflix. And uh, it does look like it should be a miss, but it actually is really freaking funny. <laughs> um, it stars Melissa McCarthy and her real-life husband, Ben Falcone, and he is also the star and he created the show. And the concept is like this simple, sweet, plain guy is struck by lightning and he slowly comes to discover that as a result, God has chosen him uh, to be the one to help save the world. Uh, but he's like this, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to call him a loser, but just like, like kind of a loser. Uh, so he enlists his love interest, who is um, Melissa McCarthy. Uh, and she's like brash and she's foul mouthed. Uh, and she's very funny. She rides a scooter around everywhere. <laughs> she's just hateful. And I like, she's very, very good at this part. Um, and she enlists, he enlists the rest of the office to kind of help him with this too. So it's very similar in a lot of ways to Loot. Uh, it's another show about a character trying to find what their purpose is. It's another show that is a workplace comedy, but with a clever twist. And there's that Bridesmaids tie-in too, obviously. Yeah. Not just for Maya Rudolph and Melissa McCarthy, but Ben Falcone is in that iconic scene yeah. on the airplane in Bridesmaids when the two of them are sitting next to each other. And uh, Melissa McCarthy's like, you know, so you're you're an air, air marshal, right? And he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not. And like, she's like, no, no, you definitely are. And then like the stuff happens and he's like, look out, air marshal. And he is an air marshal and it's so good. But their chemistry in that scene, which is like basically her being the crazy wild one and him being like the grounded, like very straight laced guy is back in this. And it's very good. It's so fun to see a lot of that. Um, like he's just the straight man and he's she's like this wild over the top character. And just like with Loot, also, the supporting cast is very good, very funny. Um, spoiler alert, Satan and God do make appearances at a certain <laughs> point. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird concept. And I don't necessarily love shows about religion. Mm. But in the way that like Good Place was like about religion, but wasn't about religion. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it used it kind of as a framework uh, and doesn't try to like it's not a religious show. Like that's not what this is about. Uh, it is very, uh, funny and I do recommend. Okay. So let's just go into our misses. <laughs> oh, we got a miss on our hands. At the All right. Misses of the week. So it was a miss for you. It, God's favorite idiot was a miss for me. <laughs> go on. I want to hear. I, to be honest, I watched the first episode and I do love, I love Melissa McCarthy's character and I was kind of laughing out loud when she was just like rolling up in her scooter. <laughs> but the only scene I felt like from the first episode that I found like funny and enjoyable was the scene where they're in the break room and she's like explaining, I don't know, they're going through like what her, how to pronounce her name, like, and it's not Emily, it's Amelie. 
or something. Like, I don't even know. And (laughs) like that, I was just like, okay. Like I was laughing. I was like, okay, this is funny. But then I, I just didn't, I don't know. I thought it was cheesy and I do like that. And I like him. And so I'm kind of sad that I didn't really like it, but I just found myself kind of like scrolling through Instagram on my phone and. Oh no. You know, know. you know what? You need to watch it in Spanish with subtitles that you're forced to watch. You can't be on your phone. (laughs) Oh my Uh, gosh. Yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I really, I laughed out loud a lot. And I do think like once the concept is set up, I think the, yeah. the subsequent episodes are also very good. Uh, I've watched, I've, I've seen four of them so far uh, and they're really short. So they're yeah. easy to kind of fly through. Maybe that's why I didn't like it though, because it, I mean, obviously you understand from the title, you understand what the show is about. And then like with him glowing, obviously he was struck by God, but I, and I'm also just not really into apocalyptic dick things which i know that i've read that this is kind of also about that so i, I was like eh, i think i can skip this but. yeah yeah I, look there's a lot of content out there rachel I, i'm the first is. person to always say to you you do not have to watch something you're not I enjoying know. uh that's why we have hits i know but i feel like if it's on your hit list like i feel like i should watch we can it. have different tastes i think no it's okay. i know but no. i but if you like it like there i, 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 know, I, I do think like i I feel like I need to to keep going. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just saying, I, it, I think if you are a fan of Melissa McCarthy and you really liked that scene in Bridesmaids between her and her husband, you're going to get a whole lot of it this season. Okay. And I think their chemistry, there's a lot more scenes of just the two of them as we move on because they like start to date and things like that. I, I do think it's worth it for that. Okay. So I'll put that out there. Okay. Maybe I'll keep going. But I did, love, I did love that Amelie moment. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. And then she got like mad when I don't even know the character's name, but he called, he nicknamed her Um, and she was like, I don't know. I don't like that. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, instead of doing an M for Emily. But. Yeah. I, so good. Yeah. Uh, or at least a very funny moment. Uh, well, I'm glad that we overlapped even if it was in different <laughs> segments. So my miss of the week was Spiderhead, which is the number one movie on Netflix. Uh, and it's cast should have made this a hit. It's Chris Hemsworth from Thor, Miles Teller, who is the hot guy with the mustache from the new Top Gun, Journey Smollett from Lovecraft Country, uh, which is one of my favorite shows to come out on HBO during the past couple of years. It's based on a George Saunders short story titled Escape from Spiderhead. And it's like a sci-fi thriller where basically the idea is People who are go to jail can opt to go to this beautiful prison where they're uh, free to roam around and they have like fancy food. And in exchange, they just have to participate in these like chemical experiments. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, just that. Um, so it's an interesting concept, but like uh, for all these big names and, and they're good, their performances are good. It just the plot feels like meh it feels like a forgettable yeah. it feels like a forgettable film like you watch this and you're like oh they must have like you know these actors must have had like a three movie deal and this is the throwaway one the one they didn't really want to do it just feels like uh i don't know like it's fine they have like all of these twists throughout it like like <laughs> you you only see part of a car accident and then you see more of it later and then you see more of it later as things are revealed about the car accident and you're like I don't know. They're trying to make these twists that are not, they're like nothing burgers. It all just, yeah. they all fall flat. <laughs> nothing burger. Oh they, my God. I, you, I've never heard of that before. Oh, I didn't coin it, but we can put it on t-shirts. We, we got, we got. Wait, that's what we have. Calm down, Patricia. <laughs> calm now, down, Patricia. And now nothing, nothing burgers. Burger. Yeah. I mean, oh honestly, God. like <laughs> speaking of nothing burgers, Patricia Heaton. Uh, yeah. She's a nothing burger right there. Why oh we're talking God. about her still. 
Uh, I did like her at the time, but why is she making headlines? Um, <laughs> but really, it goes off the rails in the last 20 minutes. It's nonsense. Oh there was a lot of promise. Big disappointment. Uh, it tried to have like a comedic vibe, but like also a dark vibe. But it's not a dark comedy. It's like laugh out loud in the wrong ways. Uh, but mm. I also don't even think you should hate watch it. I think like you don't even need this on in the background. Skip Spiderhead. <laughs> oh, man, that's really saying something. I will say, though, I actually heard nothing but bad things about this movie. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's all that has to, <laughs> to tell us. I'm glad us. I align. I did not read the reviews, but I'm glad I align <laughs> with the rest of the universe, even though whatever. Netflix is doing just fine because it's the number one movie anyway. So all isn't right. That, what do I know? Isn't that crazy, though, that... Like something that's quote so bad is the number one movie. Like there's so much stuff on Netflix or any platform, you know. But I like, don't. How think, does that? I don't think people always like. I mean, we're here to try to cut through the bullshit a little bit, right? Like you and yeah. I, like giving recommendations and telling people to skip stuff. But I think a lot of people turn on a TV and and they don't know what to watch, and in yeah. their face is like. Chris Hemsworth, I know him. This looks like a, this is a new movie. Oh, okay, new content, and they hit play, and like there. I mean, I think it's number one out of the star power alone. I don't think it's yeah, about no, you that's know, true. The quality of the film because clearly those people didn't wait long enough, like I didn't, to read the reviews first, <laughs> which I should have. And done. it's a nothing burger. <laughs> nothing burger. Boom. Uh, <laughs> again, I'd love to say I coined it, but uh, I don't know who did. We'll find out. Uh, all right, our segment of the week. We got guilty pleasures. Silence in the court. Guilty. Pleasures. All right, Rachel, what is your, I think you hinted at it earlier, but I tell, tell us all what your guilty pleasure uh, viewing option is. Mine is Tiny House Nation. On Well, it was originally A&E, but now there's two seasons on Netflix. And I will not lie, I wanted to live in a tiny house so bad, like actually. And I just moved into a new house, which is normal size. And I feel like I'm already growing out of it. So I truly cannot imagine actually living in a tiny house. But um, so the host um, is John Weiss Barth and Zach Giffen, not Griffin, which I always mess up, but he's the builder and the other guy is kind of more of like the host of it and takes the people through like throwing out all their crap. But they basically just build these tiny houses and I mean they're really small like they're under 400 square feet which I mean I guess it's kind of like a city apartment <laughs> but yeah I some of the designs that they come up with are so just very genius like the way that they use space I find so interesting like using every single nook and cranny of that place but then you have the ones where I'm like how are you going to use this house in real life I saw this one episode where they it was these two this couple, they had a toddler and a newborn baby. Okay. To get and they the were going to live in a tiny house. Oh, there's families on there all the time. Like a majority oh, of them are families. Get out of here. This is for like, I don't know, like you, you and your college, like, like partner, yeah. you don't need to like, yeah. yeah and you're like backpacking around and like, this right. is not, this like, isn't a permanent solution for a big family. Right. And like there, there was an episode where she was like a traveling nurse, which like totally 100%. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. But then, so this one episode with the newborn, you know, most of the time, depending on the design of the house, the bedrooms are like in a lofted space. Sure. So to get this newborn baby up to the loft, they built a pulley system. No. Where they would literally put the baby. Like in in a basket. In a basket and pull it up. And then I'm like, okay, but like, how does that work when like the baby 
is not a baby. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just, right, right. I don't even. This also, yeah, like when the baby can climb out of the basket. Right. This is not safe. This is <laughs> or not. Or like the weight falls down. Oh, but, man. So aside from that. You like the, the show. I do like the show. It's just, it's really, it's also very interesting to see why people want to go tiny. You know, like mm-hmm. the reasons for it. Because if you think about it, like just what you have maybe in like literally one closet like he would have to throw all of that out. It's just yeah, I have too much stuff. Yeah, I'm same, same. But I, I really do. I love it so much, and I think I watched like both seasons on Netflix in a day because I just yeah, I love it. I get you. I get you. I mean, I have a big affinity for tiny houses. I think, and people are obsessed with them. You know, yeah, and they get so it's crazy. a like, movement. <laughs> like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like the shipping container houses, yeah. the camper houses. It's really, it's really cool stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't support that baby pulley system. No. Um, <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but other than that, I I support oh, a tiny home. Yeah, I don't know. I, the, the, but going back to cooking, I think the one thing that I wouldn't like about the tiny home is that having. I mean, you would have no space for anything. Like there was yeah. one too that I saw where they had like literally one hot plate as their um. Oh yeah. Stove. I think a <laughs> tiny home should be an Airbnb, and that's the end of the list. Like yes. it should be just like a place we go to visit to be like, how cool we're living in this cool, unique space. And then I want to get the hell out and <laughs> yeah. go back to my place. I want to have a walk-in closet plus a storage unit because I got too much stuff. And the yeah, candy all room. Of it. Yeah, and the, I want to go to my candy room. That's right. <laughs> or let's get like a tiny candy house. That's fine too. Oh, like it's not a candy God. room. It's just the, the whole thing is just too many ideas. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I'll have to check it out because I do really like tiny houses. Uh, mine is not a new one, but it's coming back, uh, is F boy Island on HBO. Uh, so it was a reality show, uh, back last summer and season two is about to come out. It comes out on HBO on July 14th and I'm very excited for it. It's Nikki Glaser is the host. She's like a very funny comedian. You've definitely seen her. Um, and it's like these three women and 24 men on this like island and 12 of them are nice guys and 12 of them are F boys, which really <laughs> means like they just want to fuck around. Um, and the women have to like date them to try to figure out who's who so that they can find love. But it's really good because inevitably they all like want to be on dates with the, the F boys because like obviously like who doesn't love the bad boy? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and you, so it's just like these gorge, gorgeous, smart women who are just like. I know he's probably an F boy, but <laughs> I think I can change him. And I'm like, oh God, here we go. This is such good TV. Um, and Nikki Glaser is really fun. And she really makes fun of like all of the men. And they're all like, a lot of them are pretty stupid. So they don't realize they're the butt of the jokes. So it's really good. Uh, <laughs> oh I, I definitely recommend as a guilty pleasure view and the new season's coming. So there'll be two seasons quite soon. I know. I need to watch that. Are, is this one of those shows where like all the... um. I guess you would call them contestants or all of the boys. Are they from all like different parts of the world or is it? Oh, all... yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. They're from all over. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Get the accents in there. <laughs> Look, sitting here from home, I'm like, pick the nice guy. But I'm like, if I were there, I'd probably pick the F boy too. whatever. <laughs> oh, you're in paradise. You don't have to pick. You're not getting married to this person necessarily, even though I think that's the concept of the show is really true. Is it? Find... Oh, yeah. Like what they're is trying to find love? I mean, they're oh, trying okay. to find love. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, did you ever find love like Bachelor in Paradise? The, just like the divorce rate is insane. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. <laughs> um, well, what did we learn this week, Rachel? <laughs> what we learned. I learned that I can't stop laughing when I hear nothing burger. <laughs> and I learned that I need a candy room. So a <laughs> lot of life goals, life goals. Life goals. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Very food-centric episode, but I, I'm very happy with that. Uh, well, until next time, uh, bye, everybody. That's it for Stream On. 
follow us on Instagram at shows and at PureWow. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Stream On is a PureWow and Gallery Media Group production.